Welcome all you creatures of the night and late night prowlers. This is the latest podcast episode in gore and guts, slasher screams and squeals, and all the things which conjure up your nightmares. To be afraid is accepted, but it won't save you from the dangers which leer right over your shoulder and breathe down your neck. When the lights are out and the night is still, the beating of your heart will give away your hiding place. It will find you, and it will not be forgiving. This is It Records. I'm Matt Johnson. And I'm Peter Hansen. This is our latest episode in the podcast It Records, and we'll be talking about the 1973 Italian film. That's right. We're going foreign this week. Torso. Or back to my homeland in Italy. JK, I'm not from there. <laughs> yeah, back. But this movie is also called Bodies Bear Braces of Carnal Violence, <laughs> which is a mouthful. <laughs> and somehow got translated to torso, but hey, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. USA is uh, it's torso, um, but in parentheses, carnal violence. They, 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 they put it in there just so you were, you were familiar with uh, the original title. And, uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> are, you, uh, are you ready for a creepy headline? Pete, I wait all week to hear your creepy headlines. So, yes, I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready for this one. (laughs) I'll brace myself. Imagine you're in a scary foreign place. (laughs) Okay, I'm there. A.K.A. the countryside of Florence. (laughs) All right, I'm with you, I'm with you. Between 1968 and 1985, an unknown killer stalked the Tuscan countryside near Florence. History now knows this man as the Monster of Florence, which may be familiar to you as it is featured in other movies. Hmm. And for the most part, his victims were copulating couples caught in the act, typically these youngsters who had snuck off to some isolated spot in order to make, as Bob Epbanks would say, whoopee, instead of <laughs> calling Kaifans of, fiat of fiats. Were killed at night with a 22 Beretta. Oh man! After death, the female victims routinely had their sexual organs removed. Wow! This investigation took decades, and despite being an unsolved cold case, it still acts like an underlying leech in Italian society. So, still unsolved? Is that what you're saying? Or yes, and this is a whole year after. Torso was released. Okay, so this started. Wait, it started a year after. Yes, and then lasted several, almost two decades. Isn't that right? Or in the end of the eighties? That. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. It started in. So. I can't do math because torso seventy three, and this started in nineteen sixty eight. Okay, so just this, bef- this person threw me off with their writing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that truly is a. A creepy headline. Maybe it had some sort of influence on the the film. On the movie. Yeah, yeah it does it does seem arguably similar. Yeah, definitely. Um and with that being said, I can give sort of a rundown, a quick summary, if you will, of Torso the movie. Um for all of you who haven't seen it. Um it starts with the murder of two college students. Um, and one one's boyfriend, 
which leads to a manhunt for a killer whose chief weapon is a red and black ascot used to strangle his victims as well as a blade. When young college students, four college students, young female college students to be specific, discover that they recognize the murder weapon, she then becomes the target of the killer and agrees with her friends to head off to a local villa, her uncle's local villa, located on a nearby cliff, and that's where, really, the plot takes off and the murders ensue. Very well put there. Thanks, I, Matthew. I, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Pete? Um, which also then can lead us into the reasoning why Peter and I chose a... 1973 Italian horror film for our It Records podcast. Well, really, what it was, neither of us have seen this film, but it's part of an Italian film genre as well as literature during that time in the late 60s called the Giallo. Is that pronouncing that correct, Pete? You know, yeah, as good as, as I am at pronouncing words. As good as your Italian is, <laughs> it, it'll work. I, I'm sorry if we offend anybody. Please write in if we're pronouncing it wrong. But we're going to go with Giallo for the podcast. Um, base, which means yellow. Which, it's fun fact. Means yellow. <laughs> which um, came from the paperback books, um, was the color of the paperback books of the Giallo literature at the time. And what these movies and books constituted, they had a lot of mystery elements, almost detective fiction, but are often seen as slashers with supernatural horror. Um they're crime fiction. Um, basically, it's a mystery fiction with very grisly death scenes. Would you agree, P? Absolutely agree. Okay. <laughs> That's really what characterized them during the time. And they were horror fiction that was popular in the late 60s to the end of the 70s. Yeah, you got a couple in the 80s, but they, they really started winding down once the slashers came into play in the american slashers right mm. yeah that i feel like giallo films were obviously very popular in italy but i think they had a pretty prominent role in like drive-ins and sexploitation films other like other late yeah late night exploitation films mm -hmm. at least i would like to assume so i don't know i wasn't alive <laughs> <laughs> that's true um but the giallo film and with torso with us we found it interesting pete introduced me to it because it sort of was a predecessor and an influence, we believe, to the slasher genre that took place in America during the early to late 70s. Correct. Yeah, definitely it got a little start in mid-70s, but it really took off Eight. when Halloween hit, hit the Hit, the, hit theaters. the theaters in 77, right? That was the first big one? Uh, 78, I want to say, 78. actually, but... <laughs> that's that's pulling hairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what the Giallo film, if I can give a history lesson or or try to give some context of how it relates to the slasher is they were gruesome murder mystery thr thrillers, yes. Um but the scenes of shocking horror, um stylish camera work, um jarring musical arrangements, uh what you'll see in parallel, if you'll agree with me not Pete is at least what I saw in Torso is um the POV cam. A lot of the POV cam of sort of a, a lurking character, um, the final female character, um, the use of knives or sort of blade-type weapons for, for killing, and 
sex being um, taboo. Sex is bad. If you have sex, you're going to die. It's very prominent in this movie. Oh, from the get-go, <laughs> from scene one, from the, I mean, the opening credits. I mean, it's in, it's in your face. It's a, it's a threesome audience. It's <laughs> opening scene threesome. <laughs> There's a lot of nudity in this film, that's for sure. That is that is true. Very full frontal nudity. Um, it's the 70s in Italy. They're much more lenient with nudity in sex in films than definitely American at the time. I was kind of shocked at how much nudity there was in this. No, I was too. I wasn't expecting it um, at all, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it worked well. With uh, <laughs> with the movie, <laughs> those Italians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, just continue with that. I mean, I see a lot of similarities between this genre, Pete, and um, the slasher genre. And if you, I know the audience probably knows, but just so we can create a comparison on the podcast, what are some of the tropes with a slasher genre? Since it's your favorite, what do you typically see from character development to camera work? And we can. Ooh, that is a very good question. Man. Yeah, and we can go back and forth, and then sort of relate it to torso, so that you can see where the influences come from. Because I feel like a lot are in torso. I think with like tropes and slashes that are the most prominent, I feel like the killer is usually the most interesting character, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's the case in torso as well, where the this killer is just a he's got really bizarre ways of killing people and it's really gruesome and that's like really very present in like most slashers I've seen sure yeah and they're sort of a I guess androgynous sort of supernatural ominous air around the killer you don't really know their origins per se and also um, black gloves black gloves are a, as I learned, um, in a, an element every Giallo film, as many a whole whopping eight or nine of them, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and uh, another another trope I like to bring up because you can't really go without saying it when you talk about slashers mm-hmm. is the final girl. Yeah, where I feel like that is a a pure slasher. Uh, trope, not really like a giallo trope, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was very influenced by the giallo film because, especially in Torso here, where yeah, it was like a virgin girl, she was like the last girl, and she didn't like pers- she basically persevered by surviving, but not really like fighting against the killer too much. It was just like her just kind of surviving the whole ordeal sure it wasn't as much a uh, a pre preconceived idea that the innocent virgin girl which is in slashers will be the ending of this of the giallo film um, and to go with that something i was reading on the giallo film is um something that's characteristic a quote from martino sergio Mar- martino which is the director of this film and several other giallo films um the black gloves always present sexual ambiguity, and psycho- psychoanalytical trauma may be the heart of each film, but the genre itself is not w- consistent with any narrative form, which is kind of what you're saying. They weren't really 
there's no real structure to each of them, but there's sort of these themes and ideas that kind of blur together that created the genre. Yeah, it's a very interesting genre because mm-hmm. every yellow film I've seen, it's not boring at all. Yeah. Like, I would say that they're very stylistic and it makes it very watchable for mm-hmm. someone like me. And I think watchable for other people too that are trying to look for like a different movie. And it, it this movie shocked me too. I didn't expect it to be gratuitous violence and an obscene amount of nudity. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And Pete, you mentioned you've seen a few Giallo films. How many of you have you seen? Roughly. I want to say, I want to say between five to eight. eight. Um, mostly Argento and Bava. Okay, this is your first films. Martino film, huh? Yes, I want to say yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, but what you said about you were shocked by it and the nudity and and the grotesque violence, but you also mentioned that it was sort of like the skillful, I guess, way that was composed and the uh, the camera work of it. Um, was intriguing to you, which I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, most Italian movies, especially, like, I think it's just really prominent in Giallo films where they, like, they really, I don't know, I want to say, at least with, if we're going to Dario Argento, who really likes Giallo films, mm-hmm. like, little Giallo tangent for a second, he was very influenced by Hitchcock, so I feel like that's where a lot of, like, the stylistic... Okay camera work came from mm. and he uh i want to say his first jail film was 1970 so that probably played an influence on this movie sure that's interesting and there's probably even earlier ones that i'm forgetting because i haven't seen them that have even bigger influence mm-hmm. um, and, and what i mentioned just a, briefly a second ago which i think ties Giallo films, the slasher film as an influence is the psychoanalytical trauma. And just to make that less sounding psychology, uh, basically some past event um, is the reasoning for all this violence and all this action happening. Something happened in the past that is now coming to the surface again. I feel like that is definitely a tenet in major slasher films, which is present in Torso. That's like the main reason why our killer in this film is attacking all these people. Yeah, it's very quick, but it is a reason. <laughs> you say it's very... They, like, have, like... It's, like, a very, like... <coughs> excuse me. Excused. It's, like, a 30-second like flashback to where, like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is why he's this way. Which is fine, because... Um, the, <laughs> I feel like... It, the style and the substance of the movie is is carried on through most of the way and gets excused for how just how early the film is in it's like how influ you could t- like just watching it i feel like i was like damn this influenced a shit ton of slashers yeah or, or at least giallo in general because like the killer felt sets like a slasher killer definitely and how and uh, his weapon of choice was Interesting, and he also had another weapon of choice, which was a hack, like a hacksaw. Yeah, which comes out in like the third act of the movie, which was one of the yeah, and most gruesome scenes I think of of the film. And I thought that was awesome. I've never seen that used as a as a weapon before. Mm-hmm. Like you think it would be, mm-hmm. 
but I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I was like, you know, kudos to you, Torso. That was that was pretty. That sweet. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just with adding to tropes, which I could go on for days, um, is the let me say the influence of slasher is the isolation, isolated area. Um, out, out the foreign area, the isolated area on the the country villa on the on the cliff where nobody's at, and these four girls are locked up in there. Is another big one, I think. I would say. Oh yeah, that's very prominent in slashers as well. Where, um, they they even t- they take it like more extreme levels to it in slashers. Like Halloween is like a very suburban area, but they almost make it feel very isolated at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, kudos to that movie. We could talk about that, but it takes yes, which seems like a very community driven area where there's a lot of people and makes it seem, um, like you're a loner out in the middle of nowhere. Kudos, John Carpenter, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> Which I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're on it every week. Uh, make a donation and uh, yeah. hire me <laughs> as an intern. I don't I got know. a few scripts you could, uh, you could look over. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> so we, we've talked about this film, um, really, a little bit about the film and the giallo genre and then how it, um, influenced or created almost the slasher genre that we know in America. So, Pete, um, when would you say, really, the golden age of the slasher genre began? Was it around the same time as Giallo or, like, toward the end of it? And then what started the slasher genre in America? That's like a three-tier question. Man. I need to answer it in <laughs> ten seconds, Pete. <laughs> Well, I think my personal viewing on Slash is that it really took off with Halloween, but it got a little start before that with a few films like Texas Chainsaw yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Black Christmas, but even like something like Psycho like influenced a slasher, but I wouldn't say is a slasher, mm-hmm. but definitely influenced it. And then you had a couple slashes between 74 and 78 that would be early slashers but didn't get quite uh the fame as halloween did and kind of solidified it as like an official subgenre of horror and you know it like understood like old tropes from horror movies and like kind of like rolled it up in a nice little knot and made a, a quintessential movie and, and I feel like that was like kind of the end of the Giallo films, was when that came into fruition. Okay. So, out with the old, in with the new, slashers take over and are still relevant today, I would say. They are very relevant, but I feel like there's not really too many good ones out there still not the golden like, age as i much. mean yeah the golden age i would say is the 80s mm-hmm. because that's when it was just chock full of slashers yeah i i concur good and bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah you take the good with the bad um trying to find the budget really on a 1973 italian film i couldn't 
I couldn't find anything really on. I wouldn't say it was too high budget, really, by watching the film. If you did, you find anything on it, Pete? Yeah, I I don't think there's there was much of a budget here because <laughs> I, I I feel like the director Mar- Martino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never heard of him, but I don't want to say he wasn't prominent or famous or good. But I I haven't really heard of him. Yeah, so he's and not I'm, drawing a major budget from. Yeah, the studio. I feel like they just he kind of just like made a movie he wanted mm-hmm. because he I feel like he was able to do it because there's a lot in here. <laughs> yeah, That's and for sure. there's not much. There's no sequels and remakes. I mean, I guess the only remakes you could consider are slasher movies because it was so. Yeah. The genre itself is very influential, and it's like it's a very, very entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. I would say, <laughs> if you weren't expecting a movie with a lot of nudity, <laughs> check out maybe now. <laughs> no, maybe maybe be prepared for that because there is a lot, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're. And usually I there's like a fine line between too much and like a horror film where it becomes like a pure like sex like exploitation mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But I feel like there was enough in this movie for it to be like just still credible to me and very entertaining. Especially one scene that I'm gonna give away that we kinda talked about earlier before we recorded was that when the last girl after she finds all her friends dead which mm-hmm. was pretty crazy like i thought that was a pretty riveting scene yeah and then she just sees him coming back and she's like oh shit <laughs> like and trying to like hide like evidence that she was there and i was like oh that was that was really smart yeah and i, agree. I didn't kind of expect that in a movie like this that's a good point i mean I really, um, at first I was confused by that scene, but I really liked the way they did it because before she sees all of her friends dead, it's, she's upstairs going to sleep for the night and they're downstairs partying it up, you know, classic, classic partying up, drinking, sexing, you know, (laughs) a good time. And they hear the doorbell ring, the friend, um, Stefan, 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 who they, we kind of think is a killer um, is dead. You see the killer behind him and then it kind of like dissolves. Yeah. That was, that was pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was expecting something to happen. I was like, what's going on? You see the girl upstairs. It's like a few hours later. Apparently she comes down. They're all dead, which I thought was well done. And then her sort of survival skills after that and like covering her tracks and everything was awesome. It was a good third act. I thought, what yeah the third act really solidified the movie greatness for me mm-hmm. and, and with that being said solidifying its greatness Pete, would you defend or destroy Torso? absolutely defend it with the sheer scene of it um when she's trying to pick the lock oh yeah that scene that scene actually scared me and i don't get scared easily anymore so mm-hmm. i did when and then she like got the key out and had a cloth but it missed the cloth, and mm-hmm. then the killer notices it, and he just puts on the cloth, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's 
literally i think i literally said that out loud <laughs> yeah it jolted me back into the movie i was like oh no no he's just like toying with her to open the door and a thing that i would say is that i was i i kind of forgot who the killer was it's i watched it a few days ago mm-hmm. and before the recording and i don't remember who it is <laughs> what would you like me to should I spoil it by this point? Full, 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 full spoiler alert. Yeah. At this point. So pause it for like 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to give away who the murderer was. Mute, 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 mute your headphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> or tune in if you're into spoilers. But uh, Peter, the killer was the art history teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, which we didn't talk about, but had a weird obsession with dolls. Um, oh, yeah. They're all dolls. They're all dolls to him, all the girls. All the bitches, he says, are all dolls, and they're all the same. Yeah. Which is a weird sort of underlying feature in this whole film. That was weird. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's but it's in it from the first scene, really, which is a, which is a testament to it that you don't you kind of just forget about it, but it was in from scene one, and like yeah. each each killing almost. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And the opening shot's pretty great. With that being said, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, um, everybody can tune back in. By the way, uh, turn <laughs> unmute. Uh, turn it back on. We have we're done with spoilers. I I would also though, Pete, have to say I defend it. I defend torso. Um, had never seen it going in or a giallo film, but I was I was entertained the whole time. The third act I said it was great. Um, I really just like the the camera work with it and and the musical compositions, which are very interesting, uh, very uh, I guess jarring juxtaposition to what was happening. And it it does have its influences on the slasher film extremely, and I'm a, I'm a huge slasher film fan. So defend, defend, please see it, everybody, or d- just see a giallo film. Honestly, Ooh. yeah, because I feel like that is something that I feel like a lot of people our age don't really watch. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that yeah. <laughs> they're not going out on every Friday night watching a Giallo film. No research done, but I'm gonna say that uh, most people probably have not seen a Giallo film. Well, let me pull up my spreadsheet real real quick here, Pete. I got some uh, some bar charts and some pie charts. Bar charts, pie charts. <laughs> I don't have anything. Some you some Venn diagrams. <laughs> um, but with our ratings in for this week, that basically wraps up our our deep analysis into torso, and we'll we'll be back next week, bi-weekly. So in two weeks, we'll be back with our our next full-length episode with the podcast it records. But in the meantime. We'll, we will be dishing out another mini-episode. If you didn't catch the last one, go back. It's it's smaller, hence mini. It's about 15 minutes long. We talk about horror subgenres. And so tune in in the next mini-episode. You'll hear what the title is, as well as the title of our next podcast, what movie we'll be discussing. Ooh, I can't wait myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited, and I hope you've all enjoyed our recording of Torso. I'm Matt Johnson. Until next time, I remain in the shadows. I'm Peter Hansen, and I'm just a ray of sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ.
Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> With that being said, uh, don't forget to check out our website. Uh, it, it, God damn it. <laughs> I almost said it follows. <laughs> it records. It records is the name of our podcast. And it records podcast WordPress is how you would find our website. That, mm-hmm. you know, give us some feedback. Yeah. Submit some artwork, maybe. Who knows? Some cool things we're trying to do. Yeah, and check out our blogs. We'll be trying to get those up as soon as possible and out as regularly as we can. <laughs>